The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Dirty old whore is new. <laughs> that is a show that nobody has seen. I mean, people our age. You gotta be over 40, probably 45 even. Oh, like not even yeah. 40. Because when AppFab was happening, I was probably... Early teens? Yeah. Yeah? I was like... 16, 17, I was going to say like late teens, maybe, yeah. when AbFab was... When it got to a, America. Because remember, when it, got it to took America. a while yeah, to even get yeah. here. We didn't have fucking NordVPN and could fucking yeah, ape other people's shit. Yeah, we didn't have like shit. BBC America nope. and all that kind nope. of stuff. It you just had, had to, to get buy to... DVDs. Well, or it had to go to Comedy Central. Uh-huh. Right? Like, just like Little Britain. Yeah. We didn't get yeah. Little Britain forever. And then we got like six seasons of that brilliant fucking show God, dude now you can just watch all the british shit dude if you got a v- if you've got like a good if you've got a good vpn oh yeah it's on dude yeah you can watch all that shit all of it like real time it's yeah. pretty chill it's i know pretty chill i know i've never do you have one um yeah okay i would yeah, imagine easy. you would yeah, they're easy they're yeah. like they're like 10 bucks a month or something mm-hmm. to get one i hardly ever use it but right because i can just... get anything you know anyway. you know me yeah. yeah but i'm saying for people i thought because you're in it the only time like a, I would ever use it when you're is buying, like getting um, European soccer stuff. I used to use that all the time. I thought you were going to say when you're buying Semtex on the dark web. Well, that's a different product. <laughs> that's when you use what's called a onion browser, an onion or a what uh, is it? Tor Tor browser. Tor. That's right. where you get that kind of shit. Hey, Tor. Shout out to Tor. Shout out to Tor what's browser. What's up, brother? What's uh, up, my browser? <laughs> <laughs> uh, used to be Americans would have to get VPNs and stuff to watch European soccer. But mm-hmm. now the funny thing, talking to my friends over there, they have a hard time watching the soccer that's going on down the street from them. Interesting. So we, it's like it's like local blackout shit. Like it we, is. We went through as kids. Exactly what it yeah. is. And we have more access to like English football, Premier League stuff right. than they do. Because we have Peacock. Footy. They have to go on the VPN to watch Peacock to watch their team. Well, because America is better. True. I mean... I mean, that's fair. We got a lot of issues. We, we do have a few issues. We're going to go over those issues. We're going to touch on a we're gonna couple. We're going to touch but, on some yeah. issues. Um, but uh, definitely uh, better. But soccer access is not <laughs> one of those issues. <laughs> well, we'll, t- we'll talk about Ted Lasso. We can't bit. get Russian vodka, though. We can't get... We can't get... The drink of choice for dirty old whores. Yeah, which I know. is stolichnya. Stolichnya, so, or as we like to call stoli. Stoli, stoli. It's dude. a lovely spirit. It's a fucking great. It, the OG flavored vodka. Yep, that's a hundred percent true. Stoli vanilla stoli and stoli vanilla. blueberry yep. and like that. They were the OG dude. Before they created the horrible, the mayhem, horrible. 
the Trend. mayhem. When I first got and in, vodkas. when I first got in Durango, they had a, a, a drink called the Blueberry Pancake, and it was the now defunct. Nice, right? Whoa! The now defunct DBC. Oh yeah, had yeah. a wheat beer. Yep. Actually, they had a blueberry wheat beer. So I remember. If you take, it was a boiler maker. So if you take a blueberry wheat DBC beer and then dropped in a shot of blueberry Stoli, it's a blueberry pancake. And that may or may not cause um, internal damage. And divorces. And <laughs> you, will wear, you will wear costume jewelry as soon as you're done. <laughs> you wear a sequined muumuu and costume jewelry as soon Definitely. as you get that down. Definitely. Uh, but America, as well as, as well as we do with televising things from around the world, uh, what we don't do great is treat our own citizens particularly well. No, 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 we're less than. Oh, boy. We're um, less than. Yeah, we, we, we've had some stuff go on. We don't, we don't need to rabbit hole it, but there was a lot of important things that happened. SCOTUS just opened the door for companies uh, to be able to sue their employees when they strike. Yeah. Uh, to get money back. Super American. Um, super American, dude. Uh, yeah. And, uh, workers, for, you know, America, if you know anything about America, big on workers' rights. Oh, yeah. Um, meanwhile, historically. <laughs> historically. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Florida rolling back child labor laws. and uh, There's definitely that's no real. mass graves of Chinese workers on railroad tracks. Ever, anywhere. No, now we're going to reopen that vein of childhood, uh, child workforce labor, like for real, like not even kidding. We had, we put laws in place to protect ourselves, like long working hours. We developed the work week, the weekend. That was all done through unions, which now we, uh, everybody hates unions apparently. Well, it's funny because like 68% of America votes pro-union but then they elect officials into office that are so anti-union. It's it's hilarious. Unions, when I grew up, that was like a badge of honor if you were in a union. Oh, yeah. If you were a member. Like, you know? Yeah. like, And I know Teamsters and I know the mob and, you know, there were, there were people that got involved where corruption became a lot. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, dude. Unions used to be a big fucking deal. My dad was in the plumber's union. Like, it was a big fucking deal, well, dude. Unions are the reason that you may or may not have a workable living wage. That's it. And That's the only reason, by the way. You get overtime. Overtime, weekends, time off. Yeah. Sick pay. Um, Somebody might come around and make sure that you're working in... Safe conditions. Um, safe conditions. Nah, why would we? Well, ask the rail workers union. But how that's I, going? The the <laughs> the common thread with right wingers is like, well, we're beyond that. They've outlived their purpose, and we're trust us. And now go. We'll take care of. And them. now go shit in a bag while you're working because yeah. we don't have bathrooms. Yeah. So there you go. Let's yeah. just roll back the clock, dude. 100%. Let's just see what happens. Um. Yeah. Uh. We are. It feels like outside of row getting overturned that seemed like the um they've always wanted to 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 get rid of the things that help the workforce or elderly or veterans or people in need or poor people like they they if they could get rid of every single program to help people in time of need they would because they want to take that money and give it to defense contractors and do other things with it to keep them in a position of power. Think about it in this historical context. What's that? 
We are closing in on the 100-year um, implementation of the, the New Deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like <laughs> Social Security and yep. all that came a little later but like sure we're but that was the beginning the, the advent of of public programs it socialized medicine to a certain extent to a certain yep. extent yep. Yep. yeah yep. those things were implemented by fdr yep. and f- for the last 100 years there's been one party in this country trying to get, overturn trying to get rid of it those things trying to get rid of it no it's not even and they're blatant about it they, they don't even they oh, no. used to mask it and couch it in this cute little flowery language there's like the code Code words. Code and, words. Yeah. And and now they're flat out going, no, we're going to be taking a hard look at all of these, um, you know, all of these programs that the government has agreed that these programs are necessary and have mandated that X amount of the budget goes to them. Everything else we can discuss budgetarily, but you can't touch these things. Yeah. Um, they're going to take a hard look at that. So when the joke always was, well, enjoy it while you can. You're, you might not have your Social Security when you get older. Yeah. And if um, the right has its way, I mean, I, I wish I could say it's hyperbole or it's like really stretching the truth. But they're they're coming out and saying the quiet part out loud now. They they just don't like they don't like people who aren't them and, well, and we whatever were, they can do to fuck us, they will. We, we can clearly remember when it was hyperbole about. Oh, like we're ever gonna overturn Roe v. Wade? Blah blah. blah. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's never. Or gonna we're happen. never gonna shut down the border completely. No, come we on. We just want it to be a path to citizenship yeah. that makes sense and is lawful. Now that's not good enough. It's this is the backtracking the right has wanted to do forever to more make make society divisive and. Make it clear whose side they stand on. As long as they have people that aren't educated or, you know, we always say Trump said it. The uneducated are my people. He said that. I didn't. That was his words. Um, as long as we're not willing to educate ourselves or, or, or look at look at things honestly in reality. Sure. Um, it, it's going to continue down this road. There was, a, there was a representative out of Ohio, I believe, that he he was like... He held up a children's book because they're really, really uh, just hyper triggered by children's literature. Like it's their, it's, it's their crazy. Mi- well, it's culture war shit that means nothing to anybody, but it gets them reelected. So they're gonna hammer home anti-trans, anti-gay. Um, they're gonna hammer this home. Um, you know. So he opens a book and he goes, um, you know, white people were the ones that um, made. Basically, in a nutshell, why won't, white people were the people that basically said these people are of different color and there are differences in those colors and this color is better than that color. Basically, in a nutshell. And it was said in a very obviously juvenile way because it's a children's book. Let's forget the fact that that's absolutely historically true. That There's no question about this. So he reads this out, right? And this to a panel of uh, educators, people who have studied education, that are professors of education. Meanwhile, he, I think he has like a, a car dealership. Sure. I think that's his that's his claim to fame. Okay. But he is a representative, right? He's been elected because he's anti-fucking, you know, fuck those people. So um, he goes, would you rather your child read that about how white people did this? Or would you rather have 
Um, Jesus, what's the what's the song? Uh, God bless the little children. <laughs> Would yeah. you rather see that Jesus? You know, red, yellow, black, or white. We are. What is it? We are equal in this fight. You know, Jesus loves the children of the world. Would you rather have him read this or that? And and one of the you know obviously he wouldn't let these people answer because you don't want to hear what they have to say. You're just going to keep interrupting. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is the head of this committee, by the way, and he's like, let him talk, yeah. let him talk. Let him talk. Finally, somebody's like, well, I believe, I'm a Christian, and I believe Jesus' word is very important. However, the reality of the situation is, and before she can say, say anything, he goes, I don't care about reality. And then caught himself, and everybody started laughing, and he was like, oh, uh, well, I mean, I misspoke. So this is what we're dealing with. Um, We're dealing with Marjorie Taylor Greene pounding a gavel and saying, we need some decorum in the House and having the entire fucking Congress laugh. Yeah. Like... It, 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 we're getting to the point of it's it's like a bad fucking Calvin and Hobbes cartoon now. It's so obvious and transparent. But yeah. here we're going to have an ass full of it in the next year and a half, boy. We're, we're looking at Pence is entering the race. Uh, Christie's entering the race. These are yeah. all guys that, you know, Trump has obviously beat the shit out of already once. DeSantis is going to be the interesting one because he is to the right of Trump. Well, they can smell blood. In the water, little I mean. do you, in in that's the that's because Trump leads polls and I mean even over Biden he's like seven points over Biden right. but he's multiple digits over DeSantis. What's going to have to happen? Do you think for Trump not to win the primary? Uh, I don't see any way Trump doesn't win the primary. Even when he's indicted and charged, I I think that actually probably helps in the primary, but not the general. Not in the general. You can't have yeah, a you can't the, have a federal criminal as a president. I mean, he that Trump getting indicted only galvanizes his base, his small base. That's all it does. It's a but in the primary, that's what matters. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Okay, so how do you? That's all that matters. So you know, honestly, somebody from behind bars can be a can be president. It's happened once before. Somebody's run from behind bars. Right. This happened 150 years ago where it doesn't matter. But do you really see a situation where I d- Donald I d- Trump is I, I, I think, convicted of anything? Yeah, I do. With with the classified docs, I 100% I, I, do. I just have a hard time. It's 100% he's getting indicted and the evidence, the piling of evidence oh, has no. become so... Now, you got to remember, we're talking about the courts, not about the court of popular opinion. In our brains, we say, no way, no way, no way. What what they have in front of them is would convict anybody on the planet. This is past. I know. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But we're talking about a man that's been sitting on two dozen fucking rape charges. But that's as a private citizen. 20 years. And he's been only charged civilly because you know, they can't no, charge him criminally charge statute of limitations. Yeah. So that's off the table anyway. Yeah. Um, but he is losing consistently now. And I think Jack Smith is just oh, the guy. Man. Just the guy. He seems like That guy does not fuck around. He's not fucking around. And now that Trump's gone after him and his family. Yeah, he's... Good job, buddy. Poke yeah. the bear. Because they got so much evidence. Even recently, he admitted to taking classified. He didn't say declassified. Yeah. They have him on tape. Like, this is just one. I, I think he's going to get indicted. I think he's going to get charged. And I think he can honestly get convicted. But you're talking about a guy that's been incriminating himself publicly for as long as we've known him. 
Yeah, but he was never in this position of you power until I mean? 16. I understand. Everything before that doesn't matter. I know. I it get doesn't it. matter. I just, I have a hard time, dude. Of course do. you do. Because he was, he was a president, but there's never been another president convicted of any crime after they left no. office. Even though Bush should have been charged with war crimes. Sure. You know? I mean, literally. Clinton. Oh, I miss Bush. I know. I know. God, He's such just, a big dummy. I just wistfully. He's just a Think big, about him. I'm I like, don't know. God, in retrospect, he was just adorable. <laughs> I'm going to read this book upside down. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, he was a, he was a buffoon. He kind of was, man. He, he was, was an absolute beautiful. buffoon. But we <laughs> shall see. He was like commander-in-chief. Um, that was a real thing. Yeah. That that happened. Yikes. Um, either way, I think uh, 24 is going to be interesting. We don't need, we're not going to dwell on this any longer. There's a bunch of good stuff that happened and bad stuff. I won't even get in the debt ceiling because depending who you talk to, it was a win, a loss, a draw. Um, regardless, it's uh, a win because I don't fucking want to hear about it anymore. Because well, we do this argument every couple of years, and it's like, okay, well, they're going to figure out a way that's every year. Fuck all of us. Every year. I mean, they raised the debt ceiling yeah. three times under Trump. They and raised it eight times under Bush. Like, this happens every year, and it shouldn't be a big deal. Whatever the solution is that they came up with is not good for you. No, none of it, because they gave concessions to the weaker party, and they didn't need to. But whatever. Yeah. It's fine. No matter what, we lose. 100%. 100%. And on that note. Welcome back to the whiskey room. <laughs> I know we're back. We took a we took a week off. We can discuss that briefly because it was a weird week. It was but, a weird and, week. But and we'll let you behind the curtain real quick. Let, let's get the introductions out let's of the way. Um, as I said, this is the whiskey reel. It is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are sitting high above Durango, looking down on everyone in the in the windswept stratosphere of Durango because it cannot decide what it wants to be. Do I want to be spring? Do I want to be fall? We don't know. And it changes. And I, it's not my favorite thing in the world. I'll be honest with you. I, I like consistency. If you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah. Don't, don't just, I'm just going to give you the tip. Durango just gives you the tip. Otherwise every single day of the year. And, uh, I make a decision, put, put it in or take it out. I don't know what you're doing right now. So, uh, but it is in its own way, lovely when it's not getting blasted with heat, it's getting frigid with rain and fucking sideways hail or whatever the fuck's about to happen when I step outside. Either way, we are sitting above it all. So we feel nothing and we still judge all of you. And, uh, we're who, climate controlled. We are climate controlled. We have a, we are uh, solar powered. <laughs> As of uh, 2022, we are fully uh, off fully the grid. compliant, fully off the grid. Um, sitting across from me is your favorite noise. Not everybody likes noises. Most people don't like a lot of loud noises. This would be your favorite loud noise. He is Bobby. He is not Robert, and he is not Bob. Do not call him either of those. That's correct. He's just Bobby, and that's cool. So call him by his name, motherfucker, but keep his wife's name out your mouth. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Huzzah. Huzzah. Sorry, my fun just fucking... No, we all heard it. It gets jumpy. It's just sometimes. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still doing this. Yeah, yeah. 
at some point. I know. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, sitting across from me, the most inconsiderate man that I've ever Oh, had. so inconsiderate. So inconsiderate. His phone, I never use a turn signal. Like, his phone etiquette is oh, garbage. Miserable. But regardless, he is my everything bagel. Yeah, brother. The general manager of Cloud City today. Yes, yes just today. Yeah. Interim. The interim general manager of Cloud City, Sir Antonio Branderas of the Madagascar Branderases. Hootie who? How is your family abroad? Do they're they, doing fine. Yeah. Are they growing wine? They're doing. Uh, they're still making wine. Yeah. It's still uh, really good if you can get your hands on it. Not yeah. everybody can. Not everyone but, uh, can. Not a huge winery, but they they put out some juicy juices. Yeah. Yeah. They do good stuff. They're very French. Yeah. They're like uh, Kevin Klein and French Kiss. Sure. They're that level of French. <laughs> sure. They're a little bit more French than that. Um, <laughs> he was great in that movie. Oh, my God. Um, anywho. 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 Uh, no, we uh, we have names like Arnaud sure. and Laurent, Laurent and Olivier. Uh, that's who we are. Michel. My name is Croissant. Croissant. Uh, <laughs> I am flaky, <laughs> and I make a mess. I am very inconsistent and flaky. Um, very flaky and often not satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of shitty croissants. Let's be honest. Good one though. No, there's one of them. I think my favorite line about a croissant ever is on Veep. When Julia Louis-Dreyfus says, you know what? I might as well just use a croissant as a dildo. <laughs> it doesn't get the job done, and it leaves a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the cleanest of cakeries, <laughs> of bread uh, items. Is, but if you ever had a fucking baguette, not the cleanest bread either. No, that's not a clean That's what happened. That's what you happen. When you, get a good, when you get a good crust. Ooh, baguette and butter? Forget about it. Forget about it. Eat that like a sandwich. Some of the best shit in the world. Um, I hope everybody's been well. We've been well. Last week was weird. We had a weird one. We were sitting in uh, Cloud City ready to record. I had some less than satisfactory news for Bobby, (laughs) which we kind of, uh, let's just say we kind of like, we sopped up like the aforementioned baguette. It was like a bunch of juicy bad news that just permeated our bread lining yeah. and, uh, and, and sopped us and we turned mushy and it took, we could not perform. It took the wind out of our sails. Yeah. We could not, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you're mushy, you can't perform. Uh, so. I was, I was pushing rope. And, <laughs> pushing uh, rope, brother. I had no desire to record a podcast. <laughs> And pretend like I wasn't just despondent. I know. But we figured that out subsequently, oddly enough. Completely figured it out. No more despondence. No more bad juju. No more bad vibes. Um, we got that handled. So we are back yeah. in the saddle. We're back um, you guys. Absolutely. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint everybody last week. but uh, By the way, it, weirdly, our listens went through the roof while we, we were gone. We fucking... <laughs> That tells you everything you need I to know. I think, uh, I don't know how to really interpret that. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. Basically, it's like, fuck off, chumps. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Go fucking pound a high hard one. Maybe our business model is flawed. <laughs> Kick rocks. <laughs> um, yeah. One thing we always do is drink. Yeah, we do. We always drink. Yeah, we just talked about distended bellies and 
really <laughs> negative health issues. Yeah, um, it's not great. That conversation, while I'm just pounding gin, is like... That yeah, I mean, bad. we're not pounding gin. And we're, we won't talk about the conversation, but... We were we are sipping gin like gentlemen. No, we're we not, are sipping gin. We're not taking a bottle to the neck. But I think, and this is probably the only yeah. time we've ever done... Um, this variety of gin. It might be. Which is called an Old Tom. It's and not Little Tom from El Moro, and now he's old. Uh, he's getting older. But he'd be sweeter if he was older. Little Tom from El Moro. <laughs> tiny Tom? I want to give, give Tom... He's not that tiny. And he's not. As I get older and shrink... He's we're we're becoming kind yeah. of the same height. No, and and he's a beautiful man. Oh, he's and, a fucking gem, dude. Um, as you guys may or may not know, some of you that listen are my friends as well, and know that this last Sunday, the twenty eighth of May, uh, was my brother's anniversary day when he passed away, and you know I got a lot of well wishers and hugs and. Let me buy you a shot, which I think is weirdly ironic. Very. I don't even know if that's irony. That's more just, I'm not reading the room. <laughs> what, do, what, are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> My brother OD'd. Oh, you want some heroin? Yeah. Yeah, it totally yeah. makes sense. Let's square the circle. Yeah, give me two. Give me, I'll take two. Um, but Tommy left me a voicemail that day, which was very gracious and kind, and I know he does listen to the podcast so big shout out to little tom because yeah. uh, he's a, he's genuinely a sweet sweet man but we went to our good friends at wagon wheel this week and we were looking for an alcohol and i saw one that was like ten dollars off so i'm like well that's what we want that's the bobby noise special <laughs> <laughs> Things are rough right It now. could have been Tyler's piss in a bottle <laughs> marked half off, and you're like, it's a deal! You got it. Give me three. Give me three. Um, but no, so there is a brand, um, and I don't know a ton about Heyman's. I, but it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a legendary brand. It is. It's been around. I, I Heyman's was always brought to me or, or explained to me by nerds. As being in that uh, echelon of like Plymouth or Bulldog or yeah. Boodles or it was kind of the, the the cool cool actual English gin. Yes. Um. So like anyway, but that that's it's in that it, it may not be in that echelon in reality, but in my head, I heard about all these no, gins at the same. And time. I think you're right. Okay. That I've always heard it talked about kind of in that same way. Yeah. You know, like everyone that loves gin would. Oh, I'm on a Boodles kick right now. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, yeah. honestly, I, I, your mustache told me that before you did. Yeah, and I've Just always, saying. dude, I've been on a Tangeray kick for 30 years. Well, true. You know what I mean? You're a big like, tea guy, dude. I fucking you love, love your tea, Tangeray. dude. I love yeah. Tangeray. Yep, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's kind of the perfect gin. See, and it's funny because I don't like it. Yeah, I think and it's, it's great. such a. But I know why you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, no! Yeah. It's like drinking Mr. Clean in the, right, in the right way. It's got the weirdest <laughs> thing it does. it does. Anyway, but let's talk about this. So, Heyman's of London. This is what's called an Old Tom gin. If you guys aren't familiar with what Old Tom uh, requires, yeah, don't get scared. By it, the way, it, all an Old Tom um, 
sort of points to is the fact that they they rest it. It's not aged. It's not an aged gin, but it's a rested gin. They put it in oak barrels, and it sh- the only two requirements are that it's rested in barrel and that it has a touch of sweet. You have to apply a hair of sweetness to it. Right. Um, and that can be th- um, a lot of, like, cane sugar is used. Um, licorice root qualifies as a sweetener for old time yeah. gin, which I didn't know until today when I was looking. Because it up. has a high high sucrose. High it has sucrose, a, yeah. yeah. So it's sugary um, licorice but it, root. All that, that's all it requires. So you're talking about, when people talk about how much they hate gin, what I think they typically hate is that kerosene astringency along with like being like pine salt. Yeah, that it, comes it's the pininess. The pininess. I mean, they, whether or not you construe that as being juniper or whatever, there's a there's a, a literal pininess to it that if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I get it. I get why people don't like gin. I really do. It's a gin lover, is a tough nut to crack. It's a very lover-hate. Unlike whiskey, unlike vodka, gin has a thing it does where it, it there's gin people and people who don't like gin. I don't argue with the people that don't like gin. They yeah. just don't like gin. I don't either. I don't I argue get it. at I all. I get it. I get it. I'm with you. You know, it's not like I can talk you into whiskey or I can talk you into tequila or I can talk you into things. Gin is gin, man. And yeah. it, <laughs> you're not going to get a wide berth. Um, so this particular gin, being an old Tom, has a very... it The notes of... The botanicals are still there. It does have juniper. It mm-hmm. does have all like what your little touch of coriander, all those things that mm-hmm. you get from gins. But it is definitely rounded off by the touch of sweet that this gets. And the citrus. In the And I was going to say, yeah. when you, on your palate, this is so weirdly, weirdly citrusy. Yeah. It's like a sweet citrus sort of thing, very almost mandarin yeah. Um, yeah. thing that it does. Believe it or not, it doesn't, it's not like, when you say citrus, the first thing you think is lemon, which is lemon or understandable. Lime. Yeah. Um, this has a very like high-toned orange thing yes. for me. Um, like orange blossom, mandarin. Clementines um, that, or some yeah, shit, you like, know what I mean? Yeah. Like even, it's such, so douchey. Uh, even like kumquat. Only because it's so stringent, so acerbic. I know. Um, I was actually going to say gum. Yeah, it's it's kind of got that feel to it. I didn't you, say it because that word because is weird. So, so it feels so weird to say. <laughs> it's it's like stupid, yogurt. Yogurt. It's a stupid word to say. Yogurt. Do you put an um, H in your yogurt? Yogurt. Yogurt. No, I don't. Traditionally, yogurt has an H, right? No. Yeah. In, maybe in England, does. like color has a U. Yeah, exactly. Or flavor yeah, yeah. has a yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, but no, yeah. I just say yogurt. I don't say yogurt. Well, nobody says yogurt. <laughs> People should start saying <laughs> nobody yogurt. says yogurt. They say wagon wheel, <laughs> but there's a, <laughs> but there is, there is actually an H in yogurt traditionally. Yeah, but not in America. No, we scrub that H. We don't like any scrub that H. Fuck your letters. Fucking H. Your queer letters. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> no, that's probably something somebody has said before. Almost definitely. I'm not eating that yogurt with an eight. <laughs> Fuck that yogurt. I like women. I don't women. eat yogurt with an eight. Women. <laughs> women. I like women. Women. Um, yeah, that's how they back it up too. Um, 
Great product. I mean, Bobby paid $8 less than he should Okay, so we should be clear. Yeah. Uh, You're going to get it. Retail on this was $29. No, $39. No. Right? No, or it was, was it 29 So 30 no. It was this like was 30 a, bucks. This is a $21 bottle that we paid. Yeah, yeah. But um, you're going to pay 30 it was kind of on clearance. Um, Nobody look, buys gin anymore. I was about to say, when you're a small town and you own a liquor store and you overstock your fucking gin selection. This is what happens. Because you're trying to be eclectic. Nobody buys gin. Just make sure that PBR and your IPAs yeah. keep rolling in and you've but got dude, enough fireball. And- 6% of your population buys gin. 1% of that population knows no, what the fucking of good... No, 1% of the 6%. Of the 6%. Yeah. Knows what good gin Because I'm trying to take down a handle of Bumpy Face, dude. <laughs> trying to Seagram's, fucking nail some Seagies, some dude. Seagies. Some Bumpies, wow. bro. That shit is so uh, bumpy, bro. So bad, dude. That bottle's so bumpy. <laughs> dude. <laughs> All I see is a bottle full of hives. <laughs> My first time getting drunk on gin, I broke out in full body hives. Which, let's be clear. If you're just going <laughs> to dump it in fucking... High C or Sunny or, Delight. Or juice... Seagram's. If it's real juice, go just dump it in some tonic water, like Listen. some, some full on fucking yeah dirt bag tonic, dirt bag tonic, plain wrap tonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brother. Then who gives a fuck? Yeah, because gin and juice sounded good, but none of you use juice. So it was fruit punch and sunny delight and Fanta. I was about to say gin and juice probably was purple. Like that's jungle juice. Jungle juice, right? That's okay. where we used to get all the different juices. Okay. As an aside. Yes. Before we move on. <laughs> jungle juice and gin and juice are two different things. I know. But, okay. Well, here's the thing about jungle juice. Jungle juice. This is We're going to talk about this for five minutes. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've never talked about jungle juice. Oh, which, okay. it's That's a regional thing. Yes. It's it's depending on where you are, Jungle Juice was I'm different. I'm titling stuff. the episode Jungle Juice. Of course you are. So we could talk about this as long <laughs> as you want. Can you call it Jungle Juice? <laughs> Just to confuse everybody. <laughs> Jews do not drink Jungle Juice. <laughs> um, they did in my neighborhood. Uh, but you get an igloo full of dog shit. Okay, first of all, it's cool that you guys were classy enough to get igloos. Yeah. No, we got igloos. We would go to Walmart. And, and get, get what? The uh, Styrofoam? Trash can. Oh, yeah, you can do that, too. The, but yeah, but... You but, know what I mean? Like, the big plastic... But, but somebody had a beat-up old orange igloo with yeah. a spout. Yeah. And you fill that with a couple handles of Seagram's. Clear alcohol, too. Right. Um, Everclear. We never used Everclear because... Oh, dude, we used grain See, alcohol. Everclear... No, we're psychos. No, You, you would we, get, like, two bottles of grain, didn't have, two bottles of fucking... We didn't have Everclear growing up. Oh. How, In L.A., mean? there was no Everclear. There was none. That was like a Southwest thing. No Because shit. In, in Texas, they had Everclear. We yeah. didn't have Everclear until like much later on. Oh, okay. So what we used to drink was just like, when you're making jungle juice, you're you're basically any white alcohol you can get your hands on. Yeah. That could be vodka. And, and, that could be gin. That could be whatever you can get your hands on. The whites. The, the whites. Not the browns. None of the browns. And that's what we would do. Um, fifth, right. of, fifth of tequila... Fifth of tequila, <laughs> fifth of vodka, right. fifth of vodka. Right. So you were okay, making yeah. like a Long Island without some stuff. But then you just start dumping, fuck it, like you said, Hawaiian punch. Any any fucking Kool-Aid, icy Kool Aid, whatever. whatever you got, and inevitably it would get to a shade of purple. 
And here's the key. Always get to a shade of purple. Fresh fruit. You no, slice yeah. up. Well, we watermelons. Didn't, we didn't do that. Grapes. Really? You made sangria for God's sake. You no. made like get, you made like ratchet sangria. No, dude, you'd start slicing no, up fruit. We'd no, no, slice no, no, up no, a no. big watermelon. Nope. Throw it in there. Nope. We'd throw grapes in there. We'd throw fucking fresh pineapple in there. We would pop cans of shit, which and is usually high C and Hawaiian punch, and throw that shit in. No fruit. Nobody had fruit. By the way, if you wanted to watch white girls throw up, oh, hundred white girls, everybody threw up. Because you'd be drinking no. Boone's Farm on the way in. But it'd be like your whole cheerleading squad that would be... Like pulling, Becky and Tanya. And would be Dad. pulling the watermelon and pineapple out of the jungle juice mm. and eating that shit. Thinking they weren't going to like get drunk. Like a psycho. Like they, like they weren't going to get drunk. And I'm like, you're going to get so drunk that you might die tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely getting poisoned. I'm dialing 9-1. Yeah. Because you're going to die. You didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> no, but we had house. Well, but we had house parties. We had house parties. I know, but the g- great thing about being a my I'm on the landline, just <laughs> rotary phone. <laughs> and if you got that, and the nine wait, is a longer. Just than waiting the one. for Amber okay. to fucking Amber have uh, one more slice Chelsea. of pineapple and die. I know. Uh, the thing about our house parties never lasts more than an hour. That was the thing about our house. Parties. Really? They got broken up every single fucking Yeah, party. I mean... Unless it was like 10 people. I grew up But if up you more, tried to have a flyer party... I grew up party, more rural. See, we... Yeah, we were assholes. So we were you never knew. Parties. We could be at a house in the middle of nowhere. Everybody could die. Nobody would know. Everybody could die. Yeah. That's cool. Like if somebody spiked our shit with some, something horrible... Like Jim Jones, Jeff? We were out of fucking control somebody guy no i mean normally it'd be this like 10 hits of horrible acid Ooh, so you're just grinding your teeth and and miserable miserable. (laughs) strychnine and dog shit dude i think my skin is sliding off (laughs) why does it feel like i'm gonna shit 10 um (laughs) because that's a real film the number 10 no no we used to take tin shits not 10 t-i-n no, Where I you know. shit and it smells like metal and you have no idea what's going on. I was literally thinking about shitting the number 10. <laughs> that's that's on you, dude. <laughs> I didn't bring that to the equation. Yes. Anyway, yeah. outside of Jungle wow, Juice, sorry. which was fun. Thank you for... I, I, I just thought about several parties I went to. I know, my mushrooms are showing. Just so stupid. <clears throat> uh, we thought it would be fun to talk about some movies today, obviously. And, you know, we've been doing this show for a long time. But one thing we all have in common is humans. Um, some more than others. We all eat food. Some of us, food is our life. Um, I find myself working in um, industries that revolve around food all the time. For whatever reason, I've gravitated towards that 30 years ago. And, and here I am now still having my hands in food every day, which is awesome because I love it. But uh, we thought it would be fun to talk about movies that food... And, and and it was very important for us to make a, a delineation, right, between food movies and restaurant movies. Just because it's a restaurant movie doesn't mean it's a food movie. There are yeah. restaurant movies, like one of my favorite are Waiting, right? Famous restaurant movie. But it's not a food movie. It has nothing to do with food. So we were trying to not talk about just restaurant movies. Some of these movies involve restaurants, but food's the central kind yeah. of you called it connective tissue it's the glue that holds 
all of the movie together. And so we were wanting to talk about some of those um, that we like and love and um, that, that I think are all of these we're going to mention are well worth watching. Um, yeah, so like if you watch a movie like Bull Durham, that movie's not about baseball. No. It's about relationships. Yeah. But baseball is what holds it together. Field and of dreams. That's the kind of thing we're talking about with food is like, this is, food is the element that kind of ties these people together. But but the food is a, a character. In but it. the food is a character in the movie. It's literal character. 100%. Without food, nothing in the 100%. movie makes sense, right? Yeah. The first thing that flew out of your mouth was Big Night. I mean, which I don't know how many people have actually seen. But, it's the but most obvious answer. It's a, it's, it. Yes, it involves a restaurant, and involves characters in oh, the restaurant. It's literally about a restaurant, right? But the big night is about a, a long story short. This one big night where this very important person comes to a restaurant, and they've got to flex. And put on their best showing, right? Right. Essentially, kind of. There's a lot of stuff else stuff going on. What What Big Night is? But the spread they put out. What What Big Night is about is two brothers trying desperately. Two Italian-born brothers. Bobby Bibby. I'm guessing in the 50s. I think it was the. It was 50s or yeah, early 60s. Like at the, the 50s. Latest. I think they were trying to shoot for. And these two brothers, Stanley Tucci and fucking the other Monk. guy. Monk. Monk. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub's. Who plays an Italian really fucking well, by the way. That, by the way, we uh, Rex and I like to call them every race. Every race. They he could, could play a Puerto Rican. Anything. He could play... Anything. You know. Yeah. Just saying. Um... But the the film is about yeah they're, they're they're struggling. There's a big Italian restaurant across the street right. that is more like caters to everybody. Um, Olive Garden. It's like an Olive Garden in the fifties, and their restaurant is much more traditional. They're doing traditional dishes. Bibbidi bobbidi. But why is it about food? Because they put on a meal that is like when that scene happens in the movie, which is the third act of the movie essentially. Right. Well, it's the second. The spread they put on. The the spread they put on is one of the most pornographic food displays that you'll ever fucking see in your life. When you think about, if I said to you an Italian, a a long table of every Italian dish in your brain, what do you think about? This is that and better. And better. It has every single dish that you associate with Italian food. Now, whether or not you're super dorky about cuisine, when I think about Italian food... There's the must-haves, and then they added more to the must-haves. Because Italian cooking cooking is regional, right? There's Northern Italian, Central Italian, so- Southern Italian, Eastern Italian, uh, Western Italian. And they're all different cuisines. Some are landlocked, some aren't. And so to see every single component of Italian cooking yeah. on that table was like masturbatory. It was amazing. It's it was incredibly You could smell it. You could smell, you could smell the room. The and, and then they there's a scene in the movie where they do a really great job of like when they bring out they do this one dish called a timpano which is I can't even describe it it's a giant drum of pasta full of everything in life that it's is good Italian I think paella is what Tony, I think that's what Tony Shalhoub it's says like Italian paella inside is everything in life yeah. that is good yeah but it's like sausage and it's uh, everything boiled eggs and sauce and they 
they roll up more pasta and put it inside the pasta. Yeah. And they, anyways, you know, it's onions and garlic and the whole fucking thing. And then they take a really um, caring approach to filming it when they shoot everybody putting a bite in their mouth. Right. That's at the table and just their reaction. And I guess those reactions are true. They had like world class chefs actually right. make the dish and, and the watch actors, their knees buckle. And, and they're watching the actors like actually take a bite of the food and they're yeah. just like, oh, you know, that moment of like, absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah, fuck you off. Know? And then they did a really beautiful job with um, just little details. Like, I always, I, I always glory at the bar in there they have this tiny little bar right and so like there's just this one row of nothing but amaros right which and you can see the labels nobody see, has you know what i mean but you're just like, oh yeah this is this is all fucking italian amaros. It's very italian it's fucking italian there's a beautiful like the most exquisite fucking espresso machine i've ever seen sits on the corner of their bar and you can walk up and just make yourself a fucking espresso. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a scene where Tony Shalhoub just walks up on the outside of the bar, makes himself a fucking espresso. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just sits there, drinks his coffee. I don't know. There, there's something about that movie that makes me wish... I, I feel like I, I I was... Maybe I was born, like, in the wrong time. You just want to hit women. And so, I, the, next I, so I, the next movie... <laughs> Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was. It was. A, it was I feel a, like I was doing a really good. I'm. T- I'm kidding. Movie. It's. It, it's. A, no. It's a. It's. It's food porn, and it is essentially about relationships. And it's a beautiful movie as yeah. well. It's funny because food, as any big family or small family for that matter, food has a tendency to tie everything together. And yeah. Some of the best experience. Some of the most, maybe even not the best, but some of the most memorable experiences in any family growing up surrounds food and yeah. an event that has food and that's just the way i and i kind of have always gravitated towards that my entire life which is why i kind of com- committed my life to food in a in a strong way um that's a great movie we talked about some others we can blow through there's yeah a movie, we're gonna blow through them, we probably there's a movie you've never heard of granted unless you're literally 50 years old even if you're 43 you probably don't know this movie it's called eating raul oh my um, god <laughs> one of the stranger movies um, so you'll bizarre. ever watch, but it involves cannibalism. Um, and there's a gentleman named Raul, and he does get eaten. It's a f- it, it. It's hilarious. At the time, it had um, some very obscure actors that went on to continue to be very obscure in a yes, weird they way. Did. Um, but it was a very niche art filmy movie about um, a woman and a man, and then the woman has an affair with a guy, and then they decide to uh, <laughs> cook and eat the husband. But yeah. oddly enough, it's surrounded by food. Yes, it and is. It, that was the the central kind of yearn of it was to, um, and I think it was it was um, in a weird way. It's it's. Um, not food being not just sustenance and not just fuel to live, but fuel being sex. And there is an eroticism to it, to eating him. Well, part of, do you know what I mean? Like there was, there there was kind of a, well, but we got to remember symbolic in the film. They're, they're killing and eating. Uh, (laughs) I, I, what would now be considered very, very common, which was like swinger types. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And they were, and it was also kind of an eat the rich 
kind of vibe sure. to that movie because there were like these affluent. Yeah, everybody was rich in the movie. Yeah, everybody yeah. was rich in the movie. Yeah, there was a lot of like subtext to it. Also, it seemed like a really fun time. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. You've never seen somebody get eaten with so much joy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but we'll keep pushing along. We'll keep pushing along. Uh, some of the recent movies, or let's go back. We'll go backwards forwards. Okay. Um, uh, we This came up. I thought it was cute because when you think about the movie, it does revolve around um, food. And we, when we think of food, it's not just entrees or appetizers or bread or this. Willy Wonka. See, I think this is such a good pull. Willy Wonka is about food. And it's about, yes. um, you remember Charlie's family didn't have any? They had no food. Um, and that drove them. And chocolate was not just a reward, but it was a weird piece of sustenance for them. And then they get there and then you meet all the other kids that had too much food or wasteful food or but also, food. But it, but it also drew attention to their um, decadence about food. Yes. And they died for it. They died for it. We literally. forget about the fact that well, Willy Wonka murdered those kids. They didn't all die. <laughs> Remember... Mikey nah, TV had to go I, to the reassembly room. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and Gustav, what was his name? Fucking. Cl- uh, oh God, the the chocolate kid. Yeah, the, the farty, fat German, the farty kid. Yeah, he yeah. didn't die. They just had to reassemble him. They had to reassemble. Yeah, him. that's so, true. Just saying. But Veruca Salt, like she, the blueberry girl had the to get blueberry girls. Yeah. She had to. They had to. She had to go to the juicing room. <laughs> she had to um, go to the juicing room. <laughs> yeah, dude. That girl uh, was dead. She was dead. Uh, she was. She dead. was definitely dead inside. There's she was no doubt about that. But but that we candy is food, right? You put it in your mouth. It, it may not be so sustenance. But think, think about your cravings when you're watching that movie, and like you always. I used to go to the gas station or whatever and buy everlasting gobstoppers, but it made me furious that they never looked. The same as those cool ones, like the star shaped, the weird, of, like prickly. Yeah, yeah. Because I no, always wanted a gobstopper that looked like that. Everybody wanted a gobstopper, and you could buy. And we used to call them jawbreakers. Jawbreakers, right? Jawbreakers. Back in it's the day, that. you'd go to yeah. you can go to Magic Mountain and get like a four inch diameter jawbreaker. Yeah. that literally my breaker jaw. You will never finish <laughs> in your entire <laughs> life. That will get dirty and linty. Yeah. And fucking, it'll turn into Homer's rotten sandwich before you ever finish it. Right. Like, I don't know why they sold them. People bought them all the time. And they were like these massive balls of sugar that God knows how they made them that hard. Hard. But you can't get into it. You no. had to like, I had friends of mine that would hit it with a hammer and a chisel because <laughs> the inside used to be that sour sugar. Yep. You know what I mean? And that was the fucking goal. Yeah. Right there? You get to that more like granulated middle. It looked like a geode. Yeah, <laughs> it was. They were. They were candy geodes. <laughs> but you forget Willy Wonka's really was about candy and what that was. And, and candy was a treat. And it was for rich people at the time and not for poor people. And and there was a lot of classicism tied into Willy Wonka, obviously. Um, and I 100%. don't want to make it too highbrow, but there was a lot of highbrowness to it. What it, it was about. Um, it literally was. Um, and then moving on, we can... Uh, there's some great movies. Uh, one, got to give shout out to old Sloshy Lobato, dude. Josh Lobato. Uh, the former best bartender of Durango. 
Yeah. Uh, he's been relegated. He's been relegated. Um, he's been put in the bullpen like all of us. Uh, <laughs> he brought up a couple really good ones. The first one is Ratatouille. Oh, my God. Duh. Amazing. Duh. Such a good pull. And it's such a great movie. Younger, the, younger, It's obviously old. a kitchen movie, but it's about the food. The joy of it. The joy of the food. The joy of food. And how, granted, it was a rat and a person. And obviously, it's a cartoon. So there's... Obviously, it's a cartoon. But... But the, the 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 similarities between all species when it comes to eating and the joy of eating. Now, animals don't take... I'm sure they like things over others. If you give your dog a fucking ribeye or oh, give yeah. them some yeah. fucking chow time, those are two different meals for that dog. They're going to really appreciate sure. the meat versus the kibble. But there is a sense of joy in food and that that was translated extremely well in that movie regardless of the rat and this and that the joy of the food came through well and it not only the joy of the food it talked about the joy of eating the food obviously but it talked about the joy of creating creating the food and that's the other side that's the element in the in the and even though and there's been a lot of movies made about this but the seriousness and what it is required and they they lampooned the industry being serious and the type of people in the industry now granted i got in the industry 25 years ago so um those people existed when i came up they were definitely the gordon ramsay yelly uh take themselves too seriously type of chefs those guys don't exist as much anymore. It's kind of an older breed. You can't treat people like that anymore. They'll just simply walk out. Right. There's not a lot of young chefs that are willing to take a lot of shit. Only because, let's be honest, not a great paying job. Uh, you know, the top 1% of 1% of chefs in the world uh, get to be Gordon Ramsay or, you know, Eric Repair or, you know, Andres. Or they, they, you don't get to be that. Very, very small percentage. So you end up working... 80 hours a week and making $40,000 a year to be a chef and all glory be to God. Right. But the joy of that still comes through. Um, and it's, it's a great movie to watch every now and then. Cause you kind of get that little spark where you're just like, Oh, yeah. you little boo boo. Yeah. Um, another great one, um, that was brought up. Speaking of that, Josh brought up was a, a movie you may not have seen before and is disturbing as shit and wonderful called Platform. Oh, fuck. Spanish off. movie came out a couple years ago. <sighs> um, the premise is super dark and morbid. Very dark. Um, it's trickle down feeding. <laughs> it's in a lot of ways indicative of capitalism. Yes. I think that's the point. I obviously it feels like it's on the nose for that, but um, but the way they 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 visualize that within the context of the movie. Yes, it's a platform of food. And by the way, watch this movie if you have the stomach. Oh, food. it's fucking fabulous. So if you if you imagine uh, um, a bunch of levels, right, like literal levels to a tower, and there's a platform of food that starts at the top, and at the top. It's this beautiful, gorgeous meal with roasted ham and turkey and puddings and custards and desserts and fruits and vegetables. And every, what was it, six minutes, five minutes, 
every five minutes it drops down to the next level yeah. and there's less there and then it drops down to and, the next and level. it's a class system so like literal class the, the affluent people are at eat the top first. they eat first but the levels go to like oh what was it like 300 or something yeah so if, well and there's more and more people, people as the levels as you go, go down. down so if obviously. you could imagine being on level 200 yeah after people have been tearing into it, and then the people that are there are, let's just say, spoiling it for yeah. the other people yes. for no reason. Yes. Because there's anger involved. Yeah. And if you could, in your mind, imagine what that would be like it, to be on level 100 or 200 yeah. or at the bottom level, um, what that means. And every now and then you can jump up levels. Right. You can perform duties. So, capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. You, I think the allegory is clear. You do you do more <laughs> for the class system and you get to jump levels. If yeah. you do more for your master, you get to rise levels. I was a little sounds, shocked. Sounds weird, right? Gee, I, I never little, heard of that before. I was sh- shocked that Sloshy came up with that pull. That's a cr- fucking... I, I, I'm, all praise is due to the Slosh. Love him. Love him. That, that, He's one of my favorite people. When he, when he has moments of clarity... <laughs> Really smart guy. He is a smart guy. Um, I'm, I'm fucking with him. Uh, we have obvious ones. There's Chocolate. Chocolate. Fantastic movie. Um, Preaches the value of food as romance. In yes. A, in a sense. And welcome to France. Yeah. Um, it's the sex of food. Um, food is sustenance. It's fuel for life. Um, there's a lot of people, athletes, um, that consider food fuel. Yeah, um, they separate the joy from food, and I, I get that. There's a I, I, there's a very Spartan esque, yeah. stoic way to look at food. Sure. Like I'm going to take into my body what I need to keep going, and I understand that on a great level. However, there is a joy in food that you need. I, I think to have a well rendered life. If you can't close your eyes and take a bite of something and let that feeling wash. Yeah, I mean, completely over you. I'm 100% convinced that Giselle left Tom Brady because he would not eat a fucking empanada. You know what I mean? Or, dude. Because, like, he just had no joy in life other than. When it comes to food. Goddamn football. Well, he should have waited until he retired the third time. Yeah. Um, sorry, Tom. Anyway, she. That's fine. You, Tom Brady will be fine. Yeah, oh, no, he's um, going to be okay. It's going to be great. Now we can talk about kind of chef movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That are that are food movies, but kind of chef motivated. Uh, they uh, brought up Burnt, which you haven't seen. Bradley I have not. Cooper. It's a redemption arc. It's the, the hotshot chef, uh, you know, that gets a lot of publicity, ends up being a dirtbag drug guy, loses everything, and then has to build himself back up from the bottom. It's actually not a bad movie. Bradley Cooper's really good in it. Um, It's a little tropey only because it is literally the redemption arc. And we've seen that in anime 50 years ago. Um, It's a redemption arc. Doesn't mean it's a horrible movie. But if you like Bradley Cooper, he does a great job in the movie. And um, it's very food centric, but it's, it feels very early two thousands food centric. Yeah. So there's a lot of molecular gastronomy involved and like, but it's cool. It, it'll scratch the itch if you're a, a fan of watching food. And obviously there's a thing called the food network. So somebody likes watching food getting made. Definitely. Um, another one, chef. 
Old this Favreau. Is, this is a big one for me. I, That's I, a great movie, man. I really like this movie, and I understand it's not about... It's about a father, and it's about like different stuff. None of these movies are just about making food. Yeah. But the cool thing about that movie is they're taking very simple concepts about food and boiling it down to... There's scenes of him cooking, like we talked about this earlier... Just cooking a grilled cheese. That's like the opening sequence of the yeah. movie. He's Which, just making a grilled cheese. On paper, everybody's made a grilled cheese Everyone's ever listened to anything cheese. ever. When he makes that grilled cheese in this movie... You he, want a grilled cheese. I mean, no, you need a grilled cheese. Well... Like, I need a grilled cheese right now. We talked about, about it. We talked about this. That might be the most hotly contested food item in the world. Weirdly, right? Everybody's got a recipe for it. Yeah. Everybody said this is the best bread. Recipe this is the best. This is the best yeah. cheese. This is the best moisturizer. Mm-hmm. This is the best um, you know buffer to use, whether it's oil or butter or a mix of each or mayonnaise, mayonnaise or this or that. Yeah. Everybody's got the best grilled cheese. Just ask them. It's like I consider oh, yeah. the grilled cheese the margarita of food. Uh, yeah, where every fucking asshole has the best margarita, but you haven't tried mine. Right. Well, what's different? Well, what I do, yeah, I just get key limes. Yeah. And then you're like, you're an idiot. You know you're an idiot. Yeah. That's the same thing with grilled cheese. Yeah. There's only so many cheeses that melt well. There's a handful of cheeses that melt well. Yeah. And there's a handful of breads that, that you have any business making a fucking grilled cheese out of. Right. So stop it. Yeah. All of you, stop it. Just make it the right way. And you don't have to make it my way. Just well, make it well. Having never had the John Favreau grilled cheese from Chef, I will tell you that has to be the right way. It's really see, and just because it isn't the right way, it doesn't mean it ain't goddamn. I wouldn't put it down my pants. Are you kidding me? Fucking keep it in my lap. It looks gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and anytime he and, and, he, and he makes Cuban sandwiches and yeah, whatnot for the rest for of sure. the film, and it's really really. Um, respectful of of food, food, food no, and food, food is first, and food culture, like food truck yes. culture, yeah. which I think is and, really cool. Well, he went from being a legit restaurant chef to a food truck chef, and those are two different types of chef work because you have obviously a truck, and then you have a whole fucking kitchen. Yeah. It's a With different staff. type and, of yeah. different type of cooking. But don't. Sleep. Obviously, everybody now knows how good food trucks can be. So uh, it was felt a little bit more relevant back then by virtue of having to pull. Yeah, it was a little. It was. It was like a couple of years Um, ahead of the game. But but LA has been doing it for thirty years. Oh, and they've been knocking it out of the fucking places that have understood Um, food trucks for a while. One hundred percent. Great movie though, and Favreau is great in it. Um, uh, Another layup. I want to call it. It's a layup. Is Julie Julia. Julia and Julia. That's definitely a layup. It's a layup. It's about Julia Child. And if you don't know who she is, then you probably don't care about anything <laughs> we've ever talked about. But it is so lovely. It is it's a, so... It's a beautiful homage to her. Yeah. At, because she was such a different person. There's no reason why Julia Child should have ever been on a camera. None. 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 She doesn't look great. She she talks like the glasses breaking. A weirdo. She's a fully awkward person, but she had such a commitment to learning her craft and did. And it was French cooking, so obviously yes. I get a boner. But she learned the proper way to make every mother sauce. She she went through the Escoffier and learned 
everything how to do it and then added her own twist and this movie is about a young lady who takes a recipe a day right a recipe a day yeah. for a year or something like that right or for yeah something some like, shit that. like that and it was very cute and obviously Meryl Streep plays Julia Child so do with that what you want and she's just Meryl Streep and she just the whole does whatever thing. she wants yeah, I don't just care being um, exquisite uh, but I remember growing up and I was one of those weird little fat kids, home alone on a summer day, watching Yan Can Cook and the Frugal oh, Gourmet. Oh, all that shit, yeah. Frugal Gourmet and Julia Child and watching all these like weird PBS-y, off-fucking-out-of-the-box like people cook and just being marveling. Like, because my mom can't boil water to this day, but insists she can. So I either had to learn how to cook or I'd die. Dude. Because... Bad trust, food came out of the Brandis house. Trust me, brother. My grandmother could cook, but that shit right skips a generation. My mother, <laughs> just saying, my man. mother, bless her soul, couldn't cook shit. Right? You said she used to eat Velveeta off the log. My dude, she went to the grave never having cooked a good meal. <laughs> 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 but would she house some Velveeta and some saltines? Oh, saltines and Velveeta, dude. <laughs> She was, just house it, oh, dude. She was so happy. <laughs> oh, she was mama. so happy. That's amazing. I loved her. Um, well, dude, nobody. Any, anybody who shamelessly does that, you have to love. Nobody could change the composition genetically <laughs> of a pork chop the way, the way my mother could. You'd have to go to Home Depot. This to is just... no longer a pork chop. <laughs> you bought pork chops. You've literally turned it into something You else. perform some sort of weird <laughs> alchemy. I don't know why. Kathy. Why is it why is it why does it reflect light? I got you don't, <laughs> why does it shine? When I hit it with a flashlight, nobody knows. You've created something that is devoid of moisture. <laughs> It's like the sphere. It's amazing. You just stare at it long enough and it's, your eyes turn black. Ash chops. Ash chops. Oh my God. My no. mom did the same thing. Horrible cook. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Uh, two honorable mentions, three honorable mentions. Always be my maybe. It's a rom com. Oh, but if you like Asian food, trust me, bro. um, Fantastic for Asian food. A couple more very honorable mentions. Uh, Jiro, Dreams of Sushi. Oh, God. It's a documentary about a sushi master and the level of respect and and dignifying um, um, work they give to sushi and the making of the rice for the sushi and what it takes to become a true sushi master um, brought literally. That is the rice. I mean, sushi means that is the rice. Yes. Um, for me, it's always rice and quality of fish, yes. not even the kind. Um, yeah. But it takes 15 years to become a master of sushi rice in their trade. And that documentary is lovely. It's beautifully shot. Uh, Yiro is a beautiful older man. Your mouth will water. And you, yeah, the the level of respect and deference they give to their craft uh, makes you feel like whatever you're doing, you're a piece of shit at it. One hundred percent. You've given nothing to your craft, and these people have given their entire lives to this. And it's if anything is, um, it shows the willingness for a human being to put themselves 100% into a task. Yeah. And then lastly, people loved it, people hated it, the menu. 
And regardless of what anybody says, I thought it was a brilliant movie. Yeah. From a food standpoint, it p- puts the finer points on not only the craftsmanship of food, but the people who order it. And people forget about the other side of the table. It's not about the food, but it's about the, the potential douchebags, the lovers of it, um, or the people who just go there because they can get a reservation at a fancy place yeah. and could care less what's being served. And it's a real uh, – shines a light on the the industry of restaurant touring and how much we build it up on the inside just for it to fall apart on the outside. And it makes you really question – uh, the passion of it, and uh, because ultimately you're serving people. It's hospitality. You're looking for feedback, and you're looking for somebody to understand what you're trying to do artistically. And when you look across the counter and, and you look across the pass at your guests and everybody's looking at their phones and nobody cares about anything going on, boy, you want to talk about a kick in the nuts to a chef. Um, that can break your heart. And that movie encapsulated that. Obviously, it went hyper dark at the end yes but it encapsulated the feeling of the um loneliness of of building a craft like that in america uh but um brilliant performances whether you like it or hate it or didn't understand the ending whatever kind of doesn't matter there was some beautiful food that was made oh yeah and the the vision of that um i really really appreciated so well done well done Hey guys, we are going to take a quick 10.99 and maybe have a puff, and uh, we'll be then right back. Then we're going to talk you. about the Denver Nuggets. I get ugh, no, we're not. <laughs> hey mambo, mambo italiano. Hey, hey mambo, mambo italiano. Go go go. You mixed up a sizzliano. All you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with it. Hey mambo, don't wanna taratala. Hey hey mambo. No more mozzarella, hey mambo, mambo italiano. Try an angelada with the fish bacala and then hey goomba. I love how you dance the rumba. But take some advice, paisano. Learn how to mambo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Hey mambo, mambo. We almost just watched a guy drive through. <laughs> Our sponsor. The wagoniest of wheels. <laughs> Old Chucho almost oh fucking uh, head first did it. That got really exciting, and I wish it would have happened. <laughs> kind of. But that guy almost drove into the foyer. But Andrea and Tyler are there, so I don't want to have them go through no, it. No. I don't. I don't. I love those people. I don't want to see them have to board up a window. <laughs> that would have been more than the window, man. <laughs> That would have been major masonry <laughs> to fix what he would have done to that building. That's true. That was amazing. That's true. I love Durango. God bless the 505. Old Durangi. Old Durangi. Doing his thing. You guys, we want to know what movies you love about food. Yeah. Or whatever. Or just what's happening. 970. What's the number again? 423 Four. 534. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Guys, I'm having a day. I know you are. I'm having a day. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm in a mood. It's just the way it is. <laughs> like Sade? Uh, yeah. Are you in a Sade sort of mood? Or? Well, I'm always in a Sade mood. Are that's you kidding me? Girl. Put some Sade on. That's I'm a happy good. son of a that's, bitch. That's what's up. I'm getting naked. Uh, yeah. Somebody getting pregnant. Shit, I'll listen to some old school In Vogue. Dude, uh, In Vogue's first album was dope. Dude. Never gonna get it. 
Oh. Never oh. gonna get it. I love I love In Vogue. <laughs> that song they did for the bank robber movie with Queen Latifah. Dead Presidents? Uh, no. Not dead pre- the, the, uh, it was the female dead presidents. The female dead president. What was that fucking thing called? With Jada Pinkett. Um, set it off. Set it off. Let's go. Don't let go. <laughs> Gonna do. Everybody pregnant. I love yeah. that fucking song. Let's go. It's one of my favorite songs. Let's go. Period. I love it. Yeah, reach out to us at the Whiskey Reel. You guys know who the fuck we are. And and, and, and we're not going to go over the fuck. And plus, just yell up at Aaron while you're riding through the alley. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Uh, He's your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry, baby. <laughs> you can come see me at the farmer's market. We're going to be having a block party on the 23rd of June. Right in front of Buckley. We're going to shut down the streets. We're going to have some crunchy bands from up north. That... Talk about who we is. Oh, Omni Adventures. And we're going to be opening Omni Cafe. So sustainable, locally sourced, um, low-carbon footprint businesses in this space. We're the cafe of that space. And we're going to be serving some delectables, uh, some grab-and-go, heat and eat, some, like, um, Packaged foods, all healthy stuff, all good for you stuff, all high-minded stuff that you can have for your with your family at Buckley. But we'll be having a party on the 23rd. There's going to be some bands that sell out the act every time they're through. I don't know the names of them because they're usually, like, speaking of food, food-related. I don't know why. Is there any way to gather more information about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna You're going to be seeing. It's going to be everywhere in about three days. What's your website? Uh, we don't have a website, but we have a lot of Instagram followers and posts. We get about 8,000 people a post. So Omni um, Omni Food. Om, it's Omni Adventures, Omni Bagels, oh. Baja Bites on Instagram. Uh, just if you don't know, you've probably had our bagels before. But we're going to be doing a big thing with some uh, brewers from up north. It's going to be fun, free to enter for the children, starting at 2 o'clock going to seven it should be really really fun 23rd of this month right in front of buckley park you won't be able to miss it sounds like a blast yeah man very excited opening up a cafe i'll be there yeah you won't be there but that's fine that's true that's true (laughs) i love your intent (laughs) Uh, i would love to support you but eh. it's fine i got enough support i wear kevin klein boxer briefs so my support is good um i also have rex who without her all none of this would be possible none of this so would be possible. she's much better than i am and she knows it it's uh, true. that being said what would you like to dive into we're not going to do any songs or anything no like we're that. not even In though fact, we've had some great basically drops. kind of at the end of the episode we are at so the end of the episodes do you want to do your pearlsies we could do a little pearl i don't really know what wisdom i have <laughs> I came up with something last night, and we, you and I touched on this. Do it. And we are both transplants. We're not Cal- Colorado natives. So we're going to have the same pearl of wisdom. 
kind of. Yeah, yeah. I want to take 10 minutes to talk about how horrible Colorado people are at being sports fans. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> they are, you guys suck, God, dude. The worst. Do you guys suck? Now, now, as a disclaimer, as a caveat, I will say, there are a lot of you out there that are die-hard Broncos fans, die-hard Avs fans. Die-hard Rockies fans, even. You're out there, and I've seen you, and I, I give you props. No matter how your team is doing, you you fucking floss, you get your drip on, you wear your orange, you wear your black and blue, you wear your fucking avalanche shit, no matter how well they're doing or how poorly they're doing. And you know what? I got nothing but respect for you. Um, we've all met Detroit Lions fans and fucking, you know, uh Cleveland Browns fans and, you know, it's Jets fans. It's hard to be fans of teams that never really did shit. Just people that will live and die. Their team, regardless. Regardless. Knowing that failure is is in the offing. Imminent. (laughs) However, now we move to Colorado Colorado fans. Um, There's a team of yours, you may know, you may not know, that are in the NBA championship. And as of today, are up 1-0 in the NBA Championship Series. And they're called the Denver Nuggets, (laughs) if you're not familiar. I've heard and seen more Nugget bullshit in this town. Prior to them making the finals, which they've never done before, which is very exciting if you're a real Nuggets fan, you people stop it. Either just... Be a fan or don't be a fan. There is nothing worse than walking into a bar in Durango during the middle of the football season when the Broncos are 2-6 and six, and there is not a Broncos fan in the fucking building. And then, lo and behold, you're, you're fucking, you're 5-4. And, and all of a sudden, all this fucking orange and blue starts walking through the door, all puffing up their chest. Like... <sighs> I, I, Fairweather fans, trust me, I'm from L.A. I know fa- Fairweather fans, but at least we're honest about it. Like We're like, we got shit to do. If the Lakers aren't winning, I have shit to do. Yeah. And you know what? They kind of do have shit to do. You all got nothing to do. Yeah. So stop fronting. <laughs> okay? You, Fairweather fans drive everybody who is a sports fan. Bobby's a huge Dolphins fan. Even though he doesn't like wear a bunch of dolphin shit all the time, he doesn't need to. He's been a Dolphins fan his entire life. I'm a Saints fan. I wear a little bit more Saints stuff than you know. Bobby wears Dolphins stuff. I like to get. I like to flex my colors and get jerseyed out on game day. It's something fun I do for myself. But we've been bad a lot more than we've been good, and that's never discouraged us from representing the team or like, ooh, I'm gonna. I like this team now. I'm a Patriots fan. I like this team now. I'm a fucking, you know, oh, a man. Cardinals fan. I, I, I like this team people. now. Dude, stop it. Just stop it. It really is a bad look. I'm, I'm wa- not I'm not kidding. It's a bad look. I was watching game one last night, and obviously this is, we're recording on Friday, so another game will have been played by the time you Absolutely. guys hear this. Maybe the Nuggets are up. 2-0, maybe it's 1-1. Maybe we you'll learn know. more than one player's name of the team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, everybody loves Joker. 
I'm like, man, this guy's won two out of the last three MVPs. He's Where the fuck y'all been? Pretty good. And he's, he's playing pretty the, good. He's playing the same basketball that Bobby and I watched 30 years ago. And yeah. he would have been a good player 30 years ago. And I'm in love with the guy. I love watching him Super play. Super smart player. It's amazing to watch. And you should be excited about it, but it's really annoying to watch. All of a sudden, everybody's a fucking Nuggets fan. And dude, the crowd in that building last night watching that game, booing. I mean, and I booing, booing, like booing every fucking foul call. Like the Denver Nuggets last night, according to Denver fans, didn't commit a foul. Did not commit a foul, and not one. Granted, by the way. Do you know how many free throws the Miami Heat shot last night? No. Two? Two free throws. And they were booing fouls? Two. So they were like off ball off ball fouls and shit like that. Now, that's by the way, that when's speaks the last, volumes about the listen Miami to me. Heat. What when's the last NBA championship game you can remember watching None. in the last 30 years where two foul shots were made? I don't think it's ever happened. I think this is actually a record. Okay. So it's you guys, happened before. a little home cooking? I don't know if it's home cooking. Come on, man. The Heat, too, can be blamed a little bit because all they did was try to shoot threes to get back in the game well, or whatever. But you know what I'm saying. So they did what every team's game plan is. My beef just being that, like, what the fuck are you complaining about, Denver fans? Because they don't understand basketball. I I mean, for fuck's sake, like, you guys, whatever calls there were, you got them. And all, just to hear that place erupt. Into booze. Every time. And like, we're fucking Colorado and we deserve better. (laughs) You know, you can almost... You could feel it. You could feel it. Uh, this is why I won't watch a game. I, I just won't. Just repulsive. Uh, the last NBA games we've talked about this that I've watched made. I understand why I don't watch anymore. Now, granted, I was. I had the filthiest basketball to watch growing up. I had the first Lakers dynasty. I had the second Lakers dynasty. I had the Bulls dynasty. I got to watch the best basketball. Questionably, ever played ever, yeah, in the NBA's history. No, we did. This basketball is not my. It's <laughs> this. He, this is not my president. This is not my basketball. Fools jacking up threes from forty feet every time they run down the court is not fun for me. Right. It just isn't, man. It isn't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like this brand of basketball. It doesn't. And it's not pleasing to me. I'll be devil's advocate, and I'll say okay. that like watching. It's kind of funny because these are probably the two best teams in the league that actually play team basketball, right? Especially from what I understand, the Heat's and, got Jimmy Butler and a bunch of nobodies, and he, like, he describes himself as like. I'm a guy that just plays basketball the right way. Right. And he's not lying. Right. Like, he plays that brand of basketball. Sure. Jokic plays that brand of basketball. Right. Like, uh, he took, at the end of the third quarter, he had taken five shots. Right. Five attempts. For being the MVP. He ended up with a triple-double, led all scores. There you go. And dominated that there you fucking go. team. There you go. He played basketball the way basketball is supposed to be played. Right. So, yes, Denver fans, Colorado fans, be proud. You probably have the best basketball player in the world on your team right now, but stop being a douche about it. Yeah, dude, you're not. Don't, you don't be a douche. You just don't. You ever heard of Fat Lever? <laughs> Fuck yeah. You bro. ever heard of Fat Lever? I remember Fat Lever. Do you know how Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf is? 
Oh, bro. Do you guys even know the players that have been here? Oh, man. When like, Mahmoud and fucking Matumbo were on the floor dude, and all that shit? No, they'll remember Matumbo because he's a me. Of course. But, like, there were some wonderful players that came through Denver. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Uh, well, he was an LSU? I, I think he was an he was LSU. Tiger. He was, was an he LSU tiger? kid. Right. Uh, but his name back then was Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. And then he converted Look, to Islam. Mama called him Chris. I'm going to call him Chris. Right, no, right, right, right. No, no his name was Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. He was actually Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. 100%. He prayed during the national anthem. Yep. Um, he did, we had to stand there, hands up, and mm-hmm. pray. He took a lot of shit for that. Yes, kind of got did. blackballed as well. Yep. You know what I mean? And a you guys have way. a rich history of basketball players. Of basketball sorry. in Colorado. So learn more than one name. Yeah. Yeah. And stop. Stop fronting, dude. I would love to do a man on the streets interview with people like, hey, you watching the Nuggets? Can you name another player besides fucking uh, <laughs> Djokovic? <laughs> you get. You get ten guesses, but yeah. the first two don't count. Yeah, exactly. If you say Jamal Murray or fucking Jokic. They won't disqualify. They won't. They're not going to know anybody else. They won't. No, you know. And I saying? don't even know anybody else. But you know what? I don't purport to. Nor are you showing up and just being a douche, <laughs> wearing your fucking nuggies shit. <laughs> We're talking to you, Sean Mo. All of um, you. Anywho. 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 Guys, it's good to be back. Um, we're going to be keeping a good schedule through the summer, I think. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to try to, you know how we do. Um, we probably won't take a week off until maybe like around Labor Day or something like that. Yeah, we probably will. But we, we'll, we'll get some good content brewing for y'all, for sure. We're, we're back on our grind. Always on the grind. Always on the grind. Right? Nuggets! <laughs> 